Forced Migration Review, Issue 50, September 2015. Interpretations of Annex 7, Assessing the Impact on Non-Returnees in the UK, by Gail Monroe. Emphasizing the crucial role of refugee returns to the future of Bosnia and Herzegovina risks minimizing the agency of those who choose not to exercise their rights under Annex 7. The majority of people from Bosnia and Herzegovina, BIH, living in the United Kingdom, UK, today, made the decision to leave their home country and make a temporary or permanent new home in the UK as a direct result of the 1992-95 war in BIH. Those coming to the UK in the 1990s would have been part of one of three groups, those arriving as a part of the UK government's Bosnia project, a group made up of 1,000 people who had been identified by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, or the Red Cross, as being particularly vulnerable, many of whom were former concentration camp detainees, those making their journey independently, or medical evacuees. The reliability of quantitative data on migration to the UK prevents any accurate estimates on the number of people from BIH still resident in the UK, although community representatives estimate the number to be approximately 10,000. Many of those who fled the conflict will have since returned, and it is of course entirely appropriate that, following a violent conflict, those who want to return home should be able to exercise the right to do so. However, the question of choice or agency on the part of those who have had so much taken from them already is one which is interesting to explore, especially given the wider rhetoric on migration and asylum in the European and wider context. And note one. Insistence on return. There are many who argue that the success of Dayton rests on the implementation of Annex 7 and refugee return, and indeed the international community is keen to emphasize the importance of the return of IDPs and refugees. But it is interesting to consider the potential motivations behind the insistence on the importance of refugee return. Is such insistence, as some have pointed out, motivated by the desire to emphasize that the practice of ethnic cleansing is not to be rewarded with territorial gains? And note two. Could part of the desire for successful refugee return be an attempt to assuage any residual guilt over the catastrophic results of the collective failure of the international community to intervene positively in Bosnia at an earlier stage in the war? There is increasing reluctance on the part of many European governments to offer permanent refuge to those fleeing conflicts, and the practice during the 1990s was to offer temporary protection to refugees from the Bosnian War, Germany and the UK being two examples. The international community presents return as crucial, not only for the long-term success of the peace treaty, but also for the eventual emotional well-being of those who were displaced. Is there a possibility, however, that the increasingly unforgiving immigration legislation of some European governments is contributing to the rhetoric around the importance of refugee return? It is inevitable that discussions around reconciliation will be, to say the least, politically and emotionally charged, in a country where so many of those responsible for causing so much pain have not been brought to justice. In that sense, the insistence on refugee return as being the linchpin of a successful Dayton, and note three, while ostensibly aiming to ensure the protection of returning refugees, could be interpreted as having a more subtle and insidious subtext. In post-conflict BIH and its neighbors, where meaningful reconciliation measures on the part of the perpetrators are few and far between, Annex 7 places the weight of expectation on the victim. Survivors of the war are already very familiar with the guilt of the living. 
In placing such an emphasis on their return and the return of others like them, there is the danger of increasing the emotional burden on those who may have already had their resilience tested, not only by the horror of the war itself, but also by the sometimes considerable stresses of the experience of migration. Of those refugees from BIH whom I interviewed during the course of my research, and note 4, the average length of wait for a decision on their migration status was 7 years, with the longest wait being 13 years, and note 5. Interviewees spoke of the feeling of intense physical and emotional displacement on realizing that, after leaving homes shelled or burned to the ground, or having been forced to renounce any rights to their properties, what was on offer in the country of refuge was temporariness and uncertainty. They faced years in limbo without the right to work or the documentation necessary to facilitate temporary return, without potentially jeopardizing the outcome of their asylum claim. It could be argued that the belief that refugee return is essential for the future of BIH paradoxically risks overlooking the rights of some of those most vulnerable refugees. It would after all be difficult to underestimate the accumulated and corrosive effect on the mental and emotional health of a refugee who, after surviving the war and its aftershocks in the UK immigration system, is then subjected to the emotional guilt trip which the pressure of the refugee return is essential for Bosnia argument could trigger. While implementation of Annex 7 is crucial for the protection of the rights of those refugees and IDPs who do wish to return, it is also important that the rights of those who have chosen to make their homes elsewhere are recognized. Acceptance of the decision of these refugees not to return would be a positive step towards recognizing and celebrating that refugee agency so often lamented as missing in studies of forced migration. And note 6. Gail Monroe, G-A-Y-L-E dot M-U-N-R-O at SalvationArmy.org.uk Research Manager, The Salvation Army, www.SalvationArmy.org.uk The content of this article does not necessarily reflect the position of The Salvation Army. Endnotes Endnote 1 See Forced Migration Review, Issue 51, forthcoming December 2015, on Destination Europe, www.fmreview.org slash destination hyphen Europe. And note 2, Dalman C. and Tuatel G.O., 2005, The Legacy of Ethnic Cleansing, the International Community in the Returns Process in Post-Dayton, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Political Geography, 24-5, pages 569-599. to www.sciencedirect.com slash science slash article slash PII slash capital S-O-N-6-2-6-2-9-8-0-5-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-0-
Research participants had been living in the UK for an average of 15 years at the time of the project. The vast majority had arrived between 1990 and 1995. And note 5. Some were granted refugee status, while others had their temporary protection extended, and then were eventually given leave to remain permanently.